Welcome to the Film for Impact podcast. This is the place for changemakers to discuss how we can use this powerful medium to create meaningful impact, elevate our culture, and change lives for the better. I'm your host, award-winning actor and filmmaker, DJ Renuka. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Film for Impact. I'm your host, DJ Renuka. I'm excited to be here today with our guest. Um, film for Impact is a podcast where we talk about how film and storytelling can change the world. Today, we're here with a special guest named Mariah Miller. She leads the Creative Placemaking Interns, Fellows, and Resident Artists at the Harrison Center that use art to lift up culture and community in neighborhoods. So we worked together in 2021 on creating an amazing film called Rashida's Freedom Day, written by Ruthie Boucher. And we're so excited today. Um, it was hard work. We won awards. We're going to be on TV. It was an amazing experience. We think it made a lot of impact. And I'm excited to have you on today, Mariah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. So can you just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, definitely. So like you just said, my name is Mariah Miller, and I'm the Creative Engagement Administrator at the Harrison Center in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm from Florida um, originally and didn't have um, a thought about moving to Indiana, but I heard about the Harrison Center while I was in college. And I think it's a very unique organization because um, it wants to support artists, it wants to support people in neighborhoods, it wants to support the culture of a city. And it really believes that art can help transform the place that you live. Um, and it kind of does so by looking at what's already there and kind of honoring the, the culture that is already exists in neighborhoods, really helping people to connect with their, their physical place, their physical neighbors and things like that. So um, I have been at the Harrison Center um, for about five years now. Um, I did an internship myself and then I started leading the intern program and then started um, expanding that into um, artist residencies, which is how we met Ruthie, who wrote the script for this play. Um, it was originally a play and then adapted into a film. Um, so I think a lot of what I do is to kind of help connect artists to community um, and two stories that are here in Indianapolis. And um, looking at, and, and connect artists to each other to kind of work um, on different parts of the project. So like Ruthie, and then connecting Ruthie with Deja, finding um, a uh, someone to write the score for the film. So kind of, um, yeah, trying, it's a little bit of a, a producer role. Like I was in film terms, helped produce the film. But even at the Harrison Center, just kind of helping people produce their projects. That's amazing. So it sounds like there's a lot of pieces to what you do. Um, and community work is definitely, it, it's a lot of pieces that have to come together. Um, I'm curious, with all of the things you do, um, what are you most passionate about? Um, I think that I like... The thing that is most exciting and motivating to me is helping people to live full lives. Um, 
and seeing the way that art and culture, friendship, connections really help, um, I don't know, deepen, deepen our experiences. Um, I think that a good way to put it that I've been thinking about a lot recently is um, in the book and HBO show, um, sort of this idea that survival is um, insufficient. It's called Station Eleven. Um, mm. And so they, they look at this idea that survival is insufficient and um, thinking a lot about how stories and art and culture helps us to, um, I don't know, broaden our, broaden our experience and help us to go past the survival phase um, and to live full, meaningful lives. And so getting to see when art kind of helps people when they get to have that experience um, and they say like, oh, someone recognizes my story and my story is important to myself and to the people around me, I think is the the shining moments that I look forward to and um, helps motivate to um, make all those hard things. Like a lot of times as artists and creatives, we don't, there's not a guidebook to what we do. So there's a lot of problem solving. Um, but then remembering like, oh, there's a reason that we're doing this. Um, always, always makes it worth it. Did, so did you say the show is called Station Eleven? Yes. It's a book that was adapted into an HBO show. Oh, okay. I have to check that out. So a lot of times with art, we kind of look at it as a luxury or something extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying is that art is and storytelling is essential for us to go not just survive this life, but to thrive in this life. Um, so how has art helped you in that way to make your life fuller? Yeah, I think that my my background is technically in philosophy. And I think that I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the philosophy of art as well. Um, and something that a lot of philosophers like to think about is like, what makes us human? And, um, you know, some people will say, oh, it's the fact that we're rational animals. Um, and then some people have said um, something that I connected with was the language animal. Someone described humans as the animals that have language. And I think it's actually deeper than that. I think maybe we're storytelling animals. Like we don't just communicate with others. We tell people what happened. We don't just say, I need this. It's here's, here's what happened to me. Um, that makes me, you know, need a certain thing in my life, or here's why I am the way that I am, or here's what I look forward to, or what I hope life will be like. Um, and so I, I think that, um, that all comes from, um, you know, lived experience. And I think that for me, particularly, um, I think that being connected to my parents and grandparents helped give me the love of stories. And I think that's something that we think about in our work here is like, how can stories be passed from generation to generation, not just from peer to peer, but um, who were our elders? And I think that like me hearing stories of my grandparents, you know, helped me to connect with where they were from. Um, 
and where they lived and like be excited about the way that storytelling can impact the lives of others as well. That's really amazing. I never thought about it like that. I, I mean, I know stories are important. I know they help us define ourselves and connect with other people, but that's um, pretty amazing to think of the human race specifically as story animals and that um, it's what I've been through, where I want to go, these experiences made me this way, and that reflection that we do with stories and how we connect with each other through our stories. So that's really amazing. That's a really amazing way to think about it. Um, but that's a great segue into the next question I have, um, as you spoke about your parents and your grandparents and, and the connection through story and the work that you guys do in the community. Um, so could you tell us a little bit more about how you've seen our impact the community and that specific work you do with the elders and storytelling? Yeah. So some of the things that we, the way that we frame our work at the Harrison Center, um, we think a lot about cultural entrepreneurship. Um, and we say that cultural entrepreneurs do five things. They see a need, take a risk, invest energy, leverage resources, and network to build culture in their city. Um, so we kind of encourage our artists and residents to think about things like that. And, and the, the very first thing you do is what needs do you see in your community? And um, something that Indianapolis is in need of, uh, Indianapolis has a lot of needs. Um, I think one of them is um, good neighborhoods and um, places where people are, are anchored. Um, and um, especially in downtown, looking at areas that need, that have been disinvested in, that need revitalization. However, along with that, as people are getting more excited about neighborhood revitalization, then there's another need, and that is to um, fight displacement and fight cultural gentrification. So even if long-term residents have a place, like if they own their own homes, and they're maybe not afraid of being displaced, they might still feel the culture of a neighborhood changing as more people are moving in. And, you know, maybe they're excited that their neighborhood is seeing some more investment um, after so many years of, of missing that. But um, with that reinvestment, they lose the feeling of being the ones who have been there to protect their neighborhood for so long. Um, so a lot of the needs that we're seeing and, and focusing on at this specific time is how art, culture, and stories can um, help honor people who've lived in their neighborhoods most of their lives and who have been the ones to write the neighborhood story through those hard times and through the times of dis disinvestment. And how can we honor them now and make sure that people see those neighborhoods not as blank slates or good opportunities, but as um, places that already are full of stories and stories that they want to join in, not write over, if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's kind of our specific focus. And um, I think it's something that's been amazing to see is the way that a lot of people don't, they don't expect to 
for people to be excited about their stories like this art has a way of surprising people I think and so for someone to say I'm going to paint your portrait and it's going to be in a commercial area of your neighborhood and I want to you know connect people to your story um and for people to all of a sudden feel like known and loved is a, is some language that we use here um we think art helps people to feel that way um that it really helps build authentic relationships um and that that's it's all surprising um and so in in a way that helps you feel known and loved and like people love that um so to for people to be excited for people to think i didn't think i would ever be connected to an art center or that people would paint a portrait of me or people would make a film about my life something that i didn't even want people to know about me at one point and the way that that's impacted them has been pretty amazing um and um in some ways like it's inspiring to think about you know the, the things that we do in our lives right now we don't know what people are going to think about them when we're older um it's like when they were when they were writing their stories um they had they you know when miss joanna when we we get to talk about miss joanna's film a bit later but when she was living those things as a teenager she had no idea that what that would mean for her neighbors and for her community 50 years later and so it's kind of amazing to think about oh the things that we're it, it's amazing to see it in their life and it's encouraging to me in my life to think like a lot of times the work that we're doing now we don't even get to see the full thing until 50 years down the road and that's really encouraging and beautiful yeah that is really beautiful and yeah let's let's go right in and dive into um Rashida's Freedom Day so can you talk a little bit from your perspective about how we came to work together with the Blue House um helping to move that story from a live show a play into a film yeah so I met you DJ before <laughs> that was even that was even a thought um DJ came to the Harrison Center um just to check it out um you had your daughter with you she wanted to check out internships and stuff like that and I think I gave you a tour and got mm -hmm. to hear a little bit about the work you did and was just amazed by it and we had done some video before but never filmed um, and that just sounded so fun and amazing to me. Now we were, we had, the Harrison Center hasn't done a lot of theater, but we had started this day long event called Pre-Enact Indie, where we acted out a future of the neighborhood instead of a reenactment, a pre-enactment. And we partnered with theater companies to do that. And so we kind of were getting our foot in the door with theater. And we had this really big event. It was a day long. We used three blocks, three city blocks as a stage. And it really gathered people and we were kind of like i said acting out the future and of the future of what the long-term neighbors wanted to see in their neighborhood um revitalized without gentrifying um equitable just good opportunities for everyone and that was a pretty exciting event for us and then when COVID happened it was right around the same time that we had an artist in residence here who was a playwright and that was ruthie and she had written um a, like a, a mini play um it was i mean it was a full play but smaller scale than pre-enact just about 
the lives of four long-term residents, four women. Um, and it was called Rashida's Freedom Day and Other Stories. They played themselves in the play. Um, it was devised theater. So it was basically taking their story in their own words. And like, it was almost like a fancy speech um, a four women woman play. And we loved that. And, um, but like I said, that was, I think that was performed like three days before the world shut down because of COVID. Um, and we were like, well, we have this wonderful play. Um, and all of a sudden we can't gather um, anymore because of COVID and we, but we want to keep telling stories. And this one particular story we think needed more attention. And um, I remembered my conversation with DJ and I thought this might be a good time to <laughs> try film um, because that way people can watch it in their own homes um, and without having to gather in a space. And then we have something that lasts that's more than a one day event or a one time play. Um, so we started working with DJ um, and we were like, how is this even possible? It took us a while to figure out funding and production timeline but Deja and Ruthie connected and started um, adapting the play to a screenplay and um, and I was sort of in the background trying to figure out what it meant to be a producer <laughs> um, but um, it was a story that we were we felt we were really excited to have Deja work on because um, she there was already a, a slight connection to the Martindale Brightwood neighborhood, which is where Miss Joanna, the um, who the film is about, lives. And um, you had already done some film in the area with some of the long-term residents, and you knew some of Miss Joanna's neighbors, and you kind of already had a pretty good context of what that neighborhood was going through. So I think that something that we care a lot about is um, looking at, you know, who is already invested in the neighborhood and like seeing what relationships are already there and sometimes it's good to like combine local relationships with out-of-town relationships too i think so at the time ruthie was not living in indy but it was almost it was interesting to have like an outside perspective and the local perspective so anyways that was a lot of fun that was how we started working on this film together and um and yeah a year later we were done filming yeah, and winning awards. <laughs> and winning awards. Yeah. Um, you did an amazing job as a first-time producer, um, really connecting us with resources. And basically, I think a producer is doing whatever it takes to get it done. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was really great to work with you. And I learned a lot. I think we all learned a lot through the process. Um I'm curious from your perspective about the impact of the project. You know, we, we talk about making films, but not just making films, looking at how we can make impact with these stories. Um, and impact can look a lot of different ways. Um, one of the favorite things that for me was witnessing people stand up after viewing the film and say how it gave them freedom to share their story as well. Um, and that a lot of people have been through things similar to Miss Joanna and it, it liberated them in a way to see their story on screen. Enough that they would stand up in a room full of people they may or may not know 
and share what it meant to them. And so I'd love for you to share some more of the impact that you've witnessed with the project. Yeah, totally. So Miss Joanna's story is um, basically, it's, it's hard to summarize, but she kind of fled an abusive situation um, and had to make some really hard decisions about taking her family at 16, right? At 16. <laughs> yeah. And um, she didn't know what was on the other side um, of this. And um, what was on the other side was a community who loved her. And it took her a long time to be able to tell that community what had happened because she felt so much shame. Um, but years later, like there's, there's healing that comes from community and from knowing your neighbors and having those long-term relationships. So we were kind of looking at the, the way that those things help us to act, to tell our stories. When we're in a safe environment, we feel like we can tell those things. And when we talk about those things, we can experience healing for them. And so she was, part of the story was like, it took a long time for, for her to be able to talk about her story at all. And when she did, you know, they're, they're experiencing this freedom. Now, now she celebrates this freedom day every year. And it's been over 60 years of her celebrating this freedom day and inviting other people to celebrate it with her. And I think like the people watching the film um, had experienced, I mean, we all have things that we don't, that we feel like people don't want to know about us or things that we feel shame for. Um, but the number of people who stood up and said, thank you for sharing your story. I just needed to hear how hard it was for, for someone to tell their story and to promise me that there would be something, there would be freedom on the other side of it. Um, and yeah, like you said, they were willing to share that in front of, in front of other people. And even before the film was even finished completely, we had a, um, kind of like a director's cut um that i think was maybe missing music um i'm trying to remember what the first what the premiere the the first glimpse was um but it, i know that it wasn't completely it finished some, yeah we had some um like temporary soundtrack in there before we had the, the finished film. yeah right Which was great but like even if it's missing you know the the music is so so emo emotional um, mm -hmm. helps us connect emotionally to things. So even without that, the way that um, people were willing to, to stand up and share their stories afterwards, um, I think giving people the chance to talk a little bit afterwards too was helpful. Um, we had Miss Joanna, who the story is about, there on the panel afterwards. And so um, people just thanking her, celebrating her, um, that was that was um pretty special um also the way that it impacted her family like i talked about loving my grandparents stories to the to the real premiere to the big one um i like about 40 of her family members came sat in the front two rows they wore their family reunion t-shirts and they stood up and cheered afterwards it was amazing it was also Miss Joanna's birthday, so they all led us in a round of happy birthday, and, and it was a theater uh, full of people, um, and they kind of felt like, you know, we all felt like they were in their family's living room. Um, so to see the way that it impacted them to feel like, oh, this is our family's story, and 
people care about it is pretty amazing too to think like oh wow this thing that feels so normal for my family is actually really incredible um that was pretty amazing and then the way that it touched people who maybe haven't had the same experience as miss joanna um even doing some of the press for the film i'm thinking of we we were on a local tv station and miss joanna started talking with with the host and she was like oh i want to hear more about this and let's let's do let's do a podcast about it so she did a podcast to talk a little bit more in depth about her story and i remember being there with her and the the host just sitting there crying and i've cried with miss joanna she told told her story before and it's i think it's um it's something that can be kind of cathartic and kind of healing um to think about these you know the the story in and of itself is amazing but it's also amazing the way that it creates connections with people who otherwise we would never interact with like miss joanna would otherwise never have had the opportunity to talk to this tv show host like what a what an interesting connection like they felt such a strong connection with each other and it was because of her story um and it and it took sometimes it takes i think art is like a way of shining a spotlight on someone and sometimes it takes that spotlight in order to kind of create those connections yes yes if that makes sense it's not yeah. like it's not embellishing her story it's not making her story better it's just giving it a spotlight i think yeah i'm honestly <laughs> i was nervous about um it's you you just want to honor the person's story and so the whole time i was just working towards honestly her approval of the film and i'm so happy that um she did approve and her family loved it and people love it and that just means so much and i want to say thank you mariah for just inviting me into this experience in this process and um it, it was it's impactful it's interesting what I'm learning with film is there's so many layers of impact from the people that are involved to the story you're telling to the people that see it to the um you know even the people doing marketing and publicity and the film festivals and um telling this story impacted so many people and just like you said who otherwise wouldn't have known and I think one thing that we um have been have been thinking about um there have been so many and, and even kind of something that came out of the film was um there were so many stories connected to that and stories that we were like oh my goodness, there's so many things that we would love to make a film about. Um, and thinking, okay, if we, if we're not, if we can't do all of this, um, especially if we're, if we're trying to preserve culture, like there's a, there's a storytelling aspect and then there's kind of a historical record aspect of this too. Um, I think you kind of need to have the, the art and culture side of things, but we were coming across so many details and so many um so much history in a place where a lot of history hasn't really been recorded 
um, that we started doing oral histories um, and kind of creating, okay, let's get, let's get an archive here. Cause that is where this, that is originally where this story came from was through people just talking about their history, what brought them to their neighborhood, um, what their memories were, things like that. And um, what the neighborhood used to be like, what it's like now, what it could be like in the future. So we spent a lot of, we've been spending time kind of building up that archive um, and making sure that there's a, a background to the stories that we tell to kind of provide context for them. Um, and uh, we've continued working a lot with interns and different artists and residents. So the, the guy who actually did the score for the film is working on a project right now um, that's more um, looking at connections in Indianapolis between Indies East and West Side. Um, so kind of expanding the, you know, the one neighborhood to seeing how we're all connected to each other. Um, and um, there have been so many beautiful stories that have come out of that that were like, I think, you know, we need to be thinking about what are the, what other things could we, um, could we make films about or, um, or make into some other art form? Um, but I think film has a really powerful way of like providing so many details. Um, and, and like you were saying, create, there's so many people involved with film that it creates so many opportunities for impact. Um, so that's been that's been really cool. Um, yeah. So kind of charting um, the future looks like charting the past a little bit, and then um, and then you know taking steps forward. So yeah, I I love that um, collecting oral history because that is so embedded in the culture of those of African descent, especially actually all around the world. Um, but just having that way of recording that is natural and just hearing it in the person's voice, their own voice is really powerful mm -hmm. too. I loved um, something that we did at the premiere was um, taking the telephone booth from the movie mm -hmm. where um, Miss Joanna made that, you know, pivotal call to her mother about leaving the situation. Um, we put in there a recording of Miss Joanna telling her story. And I just found it so powerful that although this is called Rashida's Freedom Day, and it was Rashida's Freedom Day, but it's also Miss Joanna's freedom, too, as she tells the story. And it's always amazing to watch when she speaks at the events, um, how loving and genuine and generous she is. So um, it's been an amazing experience for, for me too, just being a part of this, being part of the story. And I didn't grow up with my grandmothers um, in this country because they're, it, they're in India and Jamaica and they're past now, but I really crave being around older women and just their strength and their grace and their beauty and um, how, their wisdom. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity as well. Um, so just to wrap up, I wanna ask you, what advice would you give to someone else 
wanting to use art and storytelling to impact their own communities. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I feel like it's... Oh, Wrap it I up in like a little not, bow. I, yeah. I feel like I'm not maybe qualified to give uh, to give advice at this point because I'm still asking for advice from people like Miss Joanna. <laughs> okay. Well, how, um, what is something you've learned about... Yeah. That you've learned doing this work, I guess. I think to kind of go at it with open hands um, or almost a posture of having open hands um, and an open heart. I think that one thing that we loved about this, this project, like is it's, it's personally impactful as well. Like I said, I have sat, I've heard Miss Joanna's story many times um, because you have to, when you're, when you're telling the story, you need to know the details. You need to live it a couple of times. Um, And I've sat with her as she's cried and I cried and you kind of have to be um, open to if you if you want to tell someone's story like you need to really encounter it um, and to um, be very gentle with it and I think that's something that like made me really excited and grateful to work with you Deja because I know that you care about the relational aspect and um, and, and something that I would advise other people to do is to um, not just think about the end result, but to think about how you're telling the story, the process of telling the story, um, who you're including in telling the story. Something that I loved about our partnership is that the Harrison Center cares a lot about um, interns. We have a, we have a lot of youth interns here. Um, and that, um, so does Falega Haywatt Center, um, who you're connected with having both of those, their interns, um, on set and you taking the time to explain to them why this is important, what you're doing, um, giving them the chance to ask questions. So looking kind of, um, at the youth and giving them an opportunity to connect to these stories, but then also taking time to include the long-term residents like Miss Joanna and some of her neighbors actually were in the film themselves and um, got to play their mothers. Um, And that just the way that that like gave them joy um, to be included in like as actresses in their own story. Um, And something that I think, and that, that made it really impactful is like thinking, making it relational, making sure that, you know, you're, it's, it's not always about telling, like doing it as quickly as you can. I think it's about um, making sure that everyone gets to, to be part of it um, has been, was made the experience very joyful. And, um, and I think that that is kind of what we're looking for, right? Like it's hard to, to measure the impact of joy. Um, that's something that I think about a lot in terms of um, evaluating art programs and how successful it is. But when you see the way that the, those relationships build joy and people being joyful together, um, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So um, that was something that I've been super grateful with in this project. And, um, um, and yeah, something that I 
would encourage or wish for others to experience as well. Well, thank you so much, Mariah. Um, that porch scene was the funnest scene to film. It was, <laughs> was so fun. Seeing um, them interact with the younger actresses and just like everyone just bonded together and it was it was that was and it was raining that day and it felt like things were going wrong behind the scenes but that turned out to be the best one of the best days on set so it was it was quite a joy for me too um yeah so thank you mariah so much for your time today for joining me on film for impact and um i would love to have you back again Thank you. It's been wonderful to relive that adventure for a little while with you. And um, you can still watch Rashida's Freedom Day. Um, yes. It's online. And um, it's tell them where they can find it. Yes. It's on the Harrison Center's website. So under Harrison Center programs, there's Rashida's Freedom Day. And you can find a link to it there. Um, we're still showing it in the community. We have another showing uh, on Rashida's Freedom Day in July this year. So um, it's that's something that's amazing about film is like, it keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think we mentioned that Rash <clears throat> Rashida's Freedom Day is still going. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some water. Yes, so, Rashida's yep. Freedom Day is, a, is happens every summer. And um, yeah, it's still it's still a celebration that's going on. And we just I mean, I get to be a part of it, and we all get to be a part of it who can't come to the live event, but through the film and, the and what it's celebrating. So where can people find um, the Harrison Center online? www.harrisoncenter.org. And do you guys have an Instagram as well, correct? Yep. Yes, it's Harrison Center Arts. Um, and you can find information about all of our programs there. Um, even we have other, other programs, if you're interested in storytelling as well, we have something called the storytelling drawing sessions where artists can come and listen to live stories, like people telling their stories while they practice sketching their portrait. Um, so there's lots of, even if you're not a filmmaker, um, there's lots of ways to be involved with storytelling, but also sometimes our, our films come from things like that. Awesome. Well, you guys check out the Harrison Center, check out Rashida's Freedom Day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Mariah. Thank you, Deja.